0: everybody to another episode of the Internationally Podcast. Before we start, let me talk a little bit about the podcast. So the Internationally Podcast is going to be a space where different international students, prospective ones, as well as current international students, could get a glimpse into the life of international students in the US or abroad. This week, I am joined by my very, very dear friend, Beatty. Welcome to the show, And
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ruth.
0: Of course. So before we delve into our conversation, let me talk a little bit about you. So Beatty is from Ababa, Ethiopia, and she's a graduate of Wesleyan University with majors in neuroscience and biology and a minor in East Asian studies. Outside of science, she studied French and Korean and participated in a summer exchange program at Seoul National University. After college, she worked as a research assistant at Yale University for two years before moving to Atlanta to start her neuroscience PhD journey Mm -hmm. at Emory University. Outside of research, she likes to participate in group fitness classes, go for a walk in nature, or try out new restaurants around the city. Is there anything else you would like (laughs) to add to your bio?
1: I think that's a very thorough description.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So as the title of this episode is dealing with mental well-being, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word mental well-being? The
1: first thing that comes to my mind as a grad student, um, when I think about mental well-being is really uh, work-life balance, I think. Um, and I think most college students, this can apply to you as well, uh, even if you're not working. It's just this balance of having a personal life and uh, life in school or at work. So that's really the first thing that comes to my mind is, is my life you know, balanced? Am I having a good like social life as well as mm. thriving in my academic life?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah even even for me when i hear the word mental well-being um i immediately think of mental health and all of the things associated with keeping yourself well and you know good enough to perform well at school but also as you said balancing your social life and it also makes me think of the word self-care which yes. when <laughs> when i was in college that was so overused to the point mm-hmm. where I was so irritated by it. Do you uh, relate with that? Or yes, like that? I
1: relate. Honestly, like that was one of the first things I thought of originally when I thought about mental well-being because as you said, that word is thrown around a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think it takes like, really thinking about it, like in terms of your own perspectives to see what that means to you. Because self care, I mean, there's different ways of practicing self care. But I Mm -hmm. think uh, what people, you know, generally talk about self care, it's, you know, could be, just like doing like facial masks or something very generic but that doesn't necessarily apply to everyone because self-care sometimes can just be showing up for yourself like showing up to class can be considered self-care sometimes it really depends on where you are mentally and that can really vary between people and Mm so yeah i don't like the idea that self-care is just this generic thing and you know like everybody has to have a certain like steps in their self-care routine i think it's really dependent on what you can afford, where you are. And like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like... For sure. For sure. And I think um, as an international student, that term might be maybe, um, you know, it might be a bit unfamiliar for you because I, I don't know, yes. you know, people have different experiences, but for me personally, I remember when I was in college, you know, people kept talking about self-care and I was like, what are they talking about? And it took me a really long time to understand what they meant and, you even really understand the value of um, of my mental health and trying to prioritize that as a student. So first off, like, why do you think it is important for us to even discuss this topic for international students? Mm-hmm. But also, secondly, why do you think it's important for us to make sure that we're well mentally oh as students? <laughs>
1: Super <laughs> important. I mean, okay, for the first question, you know, why this topic is important for not just an international student, but really any college student, is that college is, you know, a big time of change. Like, there's a lot of transitions associated with starting college, even if you're a domestic student, I think, depending on your where you're coming from, you know, there's, there there's always some kind of transition and, you know, change can be a stress factor. And so, mm-hmm. To be an international student is like ten times that, right? Like you're leaving home, you're leaving the, your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you're excited, but you are also really don't know what to expect. There's just so many factors that add to you know that stress factor, and so I think it's really important that we discuss it, you know, on this podcast for you know prospective international students mm-hmm. um, because there's so many changes associated with leaving your country for education. And I feel like the first thing that we think about when we study abroad is just really our academic goals, but then we have to acknowledge that like we're also living life day to day life in this new country, new environment, and so yeah, that can sure. add a lot of you know pressure. And so it's really important to be aware of our mental well-being and not just mm-hmm. to think about like academic milestones, but also really where are we mentally? Are we you know doing our best? Are we thriving? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's why it's important
0: yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing that because um, even for me I think it's it's very relevant especially for um, not only prospective students but also for current students to you know think about their mental health and their mental well-being while they're students because it's the point where you know everything you face um, is new it's different and it's a challenge every day to survive as a college student and if You add being an international student on top of that, it's like a whole different ballgame. And so, I think it's very important for us to discuss this topic because I also think that, you know, as much as we hear the word self care a lot, we don't really, you know, sit down and discuss mental well being. Like, what does it really mean, you know, to be well mentally? Um, so, I wanted to ask you a bit, um, like, what was maybe one, what was the like the first moment or like the first experience that you had that made you think about your own mental health or it could be a, an experience of your friends or I just wanted yeah. to you know like what was the first instance sure. that made you think about you know how important it was for you yeah
1: um I think what you said about seeing how my friends are doing I think that was the first line for me um it didn't hit me in my own self until very later on how important this was, but I could see um, people around me, my friends, my classmates, and they, you know, there were some people that were really struggling mentally, and mm-hmm. it didn't take me too long to realize that, you know, wow, this is something to look out for in myself, mm-hmm. um, and people were generally very open to talk about mental health, you know, mm-hmm. people would say, I'm feeling depressed, maybe not something that we would hear, you know, normally in Ethiopia, like, this is yeah. not something... Or people are like, you know, they're open to discuss about like maybe a diagnosis they got, in like mm-hmm. um, depression or anxiety or any other mental health disease. And so that's when I realized, OK, you know, this thing is not just because in Ethiopia we think about mental health as this, you know, <laughs> just cloudy, mm-hmm. not real. Yep. Um, but it, I realized very soon that, you know, mental health is as important as physical health because mm-hmm. I saw some people not showing up to class, and when I would ask, they would tell me that they're not mentally, you know, in the state of showing up, and so it's really observing the people around me, and then Mm -hmm. I started seeing it in myself, too, like, especially later on when I was starting to apply for jobs and internships, you know, how Mm -hmm. each step has its own, like, added stress factor, and that's when sometimes I would see it in myself, too, that maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not as excited to be there, maybe, um, i'm just really not being myself around people and so Mm -hmm. those are really the first few times when i realized okay this is something to you know really think about on the daily Mm -hmm. it's not just a myth it's as important as physical health Mm -hmm. um so yeah
0: yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing that story because i think um it's very important for us to even recognize when we realize that you know Dealing with mental health is not easy. And um, for me personally, when I think about my college journey, um, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but my first year was like very, um, you know, it's one of the years that I always go back to when I try to think of like my college experience, because a lot of things happened, um, especially the spring semester for me. It was, and you know, I, I still can't really understand what was going on because fall semester, I was like, all oh, good. It's so exciting. I have all these new friends, international students. You know, I was like living the life, enjoying every moment. And then I come back for spring semester and then things change. And, um, you know, I first noticed it when, um, you know, like I was not I didn't want to go to class. And I wasn't seeing the sun as much. And, you know, because mm-hmm. Northampton, it's very, you know, it's very cold and around the winter months. And I didn't realize that the environment was having an effect on my mental health until much later on, where I had a discussion with friends and my dean and, you know, stuff like that. And I think a lot of the things that I struggled with um, came from maybe lack of information because I wasn't aware that I was going, you know, I was struggling with my mental health at that point until I had passed. Passed it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I didn't want to go to class. I remember, you know, eating in my room and not going to class. And I literally, it was so bad to the point where I got sick and I couldn't take my finals that last semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. have to come back home. And you know, you know, coming back home was very necessary. And I think asking for help was what helped me at that point because I delayed that so long to the point where my grades suffered. But then I still was able to come back and, and finish school. Um, but it was until later on that I even knew, of like, you know, trying to look back at like what actually happened. I even, you know, learned about the term seasonal depression. I didn't even know that was a thing. And, you know, as you said, growing up in Ethiopia, you know, the sun is something that we take for granted. It's there every day. Oh, you know? Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like not seeing it every day was having an impact on my health. And I literally could not get out of bed. Um, And so those were like, you know, the first moments where I had to deal with my mental health. And thank God, you know, I passed through that, you know, that time and was able to go back to school. And, you know, that experience was very, like, you know, formative for me. And it it even made me change my major and the things that I wanted to do in college. And a lot of things, you know, shifted positively for me after that. Um, And I was able to, you know, to recognize the triggers and like some of the environmental things that was affecting me. But at the same time, as you said, you you also see that or notice that in your friends, right? So at that point, for me, because I was going through it by myself, I felt like I was the only one going through it. Mm -hmm. Do you relate with that?
1: Yeah, I relate to that to some extent, um especially during, you know, winter breaks or spring breaks when most of the students, you know, go home to be with family or holidays really. I think that really nails it down. <laughs> you know, holidays <laughs> yeah. when your friends are leaving to spend time with their families, you're, you know, stuck in your dorm
0: mm-hmm. and sometimes
1: you even have to negotiate with the school administrators to be able to stay in your dorm, which yes. to me that sounds really crazy because you know, we're here, like, you brought us here, and you're not able <laughs> to provide us with housing during breaks, you know? Yeah. And so that adds to the already, you know, um, this state of loneliness that you have, right? Like, when everybody's leaving and you're stuck in your dorm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I definitely relate to that, you know, um, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very funny that you brought that up, because I remember... Um, so for me, I, I was very lucky because my parents were also in the U.S. So I used to go there for Christmas break. But I wasn't able to go for Thanksgiving or spring break, you know, which are like really, really short amount of, you know, days, like maybe a couple of days. And so I remember the the campus being just international students. And you could also, you know, you could immediately like sympathize with each other. It's like, oh, my God, we're like by ourselves here on this campus and there's nobody here. And, yeah. you know. I mean, some schools, you know, they have funds for international students to stay on campus, but other schools might not be as accommodating to the needs of international students. So I think it's it's very important to um, maybe recognize that there are moments when you are a college student as an international student that, you know, you're going you're to... You're more <laughs>
1: vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's I, I'm so glad that you brought up the point about other international students being around mm-hmm. and... Knowing that you, you're not alone in that, so really just finding a community, I think that's one of the things that I really want to talk about in this podcast is like how important community is when it comes mm-hmm. to, because self care, it's not just something that you do by yourself. Like it really takes, mm-hmm. it really takes, sometimes you know your friends recognizing that you're not doing as well as you yep. used to, uh, and yep. so I think it's really important that you are surrounding yourself with people you can relate with. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe your class is predominantly, you know, um, domestic students, but Mm -hmm. really just make sure to at least be friends with a few international students so that Mm -hmm. when the time comes and you guys are the only people around, (laughs) you just really take care of each other. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and another important thing is really just vulnerability and being able mm-hmm. to share that you're not necessarily feeling well. I think that's something I right. struggled with initially, just coming from, again, coming from a cultural <laughs> perspective. Like, you know, in Ethiopia, you don't just tell people, oh, like, I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling depressed. Like, that's really looked down upon, right? right. Uh, we don't share a lot of our feelings. Um, mm-hmm you know and people just see on the outside that you're doing well you're in america you're you know getting this top education obviously which Mm -hmm. are all really great accomplishments but Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people check in with you to see how you are really mentally and so um, i think it's important that we just acknowledge that you know like vulnerability is important Um, Mm -hmm. and when you open up other people open up and you'll realize that you're not the only person dealing with Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. That was a very important realization for me where, you know, I would feel a certain way and I would think no one can relate. Um, But that's because I didn't share because I just kept it to myself. And so Mm -hmm. even small things as, you know, as little as like feeling exhaustion or just burnout, you know, just tell your friends, tell the people around you, this is how you're feeling and Mm -hmm. try to come up with um, solutions or ways that you could take care of yourself. Maybe, you know, just... If you're living in an apartment with a few other friends, maybe see how you can help each other out Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, tasks that you can do around the house, like splitting responsibilities, maybe Mm -hmm. setting some time aside to watch a movie or do something fun together. Uh, It takes a lot of intentionality. That's what I learned. Yeah, Um, Self-care takes a lot of intentionality, and you have to be okay setting some time aside from your... Mm -hmm tasks to just care for yourself and so usually when I was in college I would take Friday nights to just really take care of myself that was Mm -hmm. my you know dedicated time of course you have to take care of yourself each and every day but sometimes you just have to dedicate a time to like journal you know do something Mm -hmm. for yourself Um, right so intentionality is very key
0: Mm. wow wow amazing that's that's awesome thank you so much Beatty I think there are, like, three major things that I took away from that. Like, the first one is community, second one is vulnerability, and the third one is intentionality. And I want to comment on all three of them. So the first one, community, I think um, it's – I for me personally, like, when I look back at my college career, it's not the school that I remember. It's not the grades that I got that I remember or maybe, you know, some of the um, things that I thought I would remember. It's the people. and. Yeah you know, the people you meet in college are, you know, for me personally, I mean, I can't speak for someone else, but I know that a lot of people share this feeling. Um, you know, the people that you meet in college are, are there for you, you know, they're not only your friends, but they, they turn out to be your family because your family is not there with you as a student, you know, and especially mm-hmm. when you're an international student, you have this, you know, sort of, special bond with with each other because you're kind of going through the same similar struggles and um even for me personally I remember um during that time where I was not feeling good and not going to class I remember I had this friend who used to come and check up on me like every day and you know bring me you know food um make my bed you know and Mm -hmm. it's, it's these kinds of friends and remind me to to register for classes and like you know make sure I don't miss you know very important deadlines and she was like I remember this this person very well because we're still close friends and um I remember feeling like oh someone actually cares about you know how I'm doing and how well I am you know even you know I know my family cares about me but they're not there to tell me Mm -hmm. that right so the person who's physically there with me is this friend that I have and I really really um cannot you know uh, under underestimate the the power of, of connection the power of people and the power of community um do you relate with that
1: oh my god absolutely i would not be here without you know the
0: international student
1: community the interfaith community the christian community like there's yeah. so many ways to find community and you know you just have to find that element that helps you relate with other people uh, mm-hmm. and you don't have to relate on all aspects for instance um you know, I mentioned the Christian community, not everyone in in that community is an international student, but at least you have this, you know, similar views or religious Mm -hmm. views. Um, Mm -hmm. and so just finding a subset of people that share Mm -hmm. your, either your views, your experiences, Mm -hmm. um, something that really, you know, is common to, to you all. It's so important to identify that early on, um, just freshman year, you know, be okay with showing up to events. That's kind of how you meet people. Um, yeah, so community is definitely key and I would not have <laughs> made it without the people around me, absolutely.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I relate with that 100% and even more. And and I think finding your people and finding your people could be very different for everybody because what you value might be different from what I value, but mm-hmm. you're going to find someone who's going to vibe with you or you're going to find, definitely, you're going to find at least one person who's going to be your, your friend. So yeah. Um, that's going to help you you know when you're you're when you're struggling with your mental health or when you're dealing with a lot of challenges having someone to talk to is very important which brings me to my next you know point which is vulnerability which you mentioned um, as you said like it's very hard for us to you know um, it's very hard for us to uh, you know be open and vulnerable with other people and I think that comes from the cultural background that you know that we have or um or even it might be just the way that we are um personalities yeah yeah. personality wise but i i you know i really really understand the importance of you know asking for help and talking about what you're dealing with and being open about what you're experiencing because unless you tell people what you're going through you're not going to find a solution And nobody else is going to read your mind right because you have no idea what other people are going through because mm-hmm. on the outside you feel you you seem you know like everything is fine you know you got everything under control you might you know you might even be smiling and laughing all the time but underneath you might be you know really struggling and and being open with people and really sharing that might be very difficult but i think it's very very important to do that um so thank you for raising that um the third one was intentionality and i think that's very important as well like being intentional about the time that you spend for yourself, doing the things that you love, um, doing the things that give you joy and you know, things that you enjoy. And I think that's very, very important. And I think I learned to do that um after my first year, you know, of sophomore year uh, junior year. And I got really good at it my senior year. And then by that time I had to graduate. So <laughs> but um, but why do you think it's very important for us to be intentional about the time that we spend for ourselves?
1: Um, that's a good question. I think it's just so easy to be lost in your tasks in your daily tasks, where you know, you don't even, some people don't even set time aside to eat, you know, I'm not one of those people. I love food. (laughs) And I cannot go without, you know, having my meals. But, you know, you can see it in people when they get super overwhelmed and so into the tasks that they have to do that they forget a necessity, which is, you know, eating. And sustaining yourself, and so I think that's really why intentionality is important because there's a lot of pressure around you. People telling you you need to be here, meetings to attend, just so many things going on around you. Like college is such like an exciting time, but there's yeah. so many things to do, like vibrant community life, academic life. Like it's just yeah. so easy to be lost in that that yes. um, you don't really ask yourself and like look within how you're doing and how you're feeling, and so intentional time set aside such as you know maybe journaling each night or even if it's not Mm -hmm. every day really like Friday nights I still get like calendar invites saying you know make sure you blog to this day Um, and so it's important because it's just so easy to be lost in everything going on around you that you just need to have this discipline of setting time aside for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and to do something that you enjoy that is not academics you know
0: yeah exactly exactly and thank you for bringing that up because um a lot of times I also notice this in other people and I also notice this in myself we tend to prioritize the you know prioritize the things that um are external right so our grades our you know so you know so-called accomplishments or like the things that we think we're supposed to do rather than what our body is telling us or like what our mind is telling us to do for ourselves and I think we've been so accustomed to the fact that you know we have suppressed that um that feeling that is like you know sometimes you know the burnout comes when we don't listen to ourselves for a long time and Mm -hmm. there you know we reach a point where things you know we can't no longer control ourselves and so sometimes when you get sick even you know um that's when you realize oh my god you know I haven't been taking care of myself or my body I haven't been eating well I haven't been sleeping well. I need to take care of myself. And, you know, for me, it's it's when I get sick or, like, when I'm not feeling really well that I realize that I have been neglecting myself. Mm-hmm. And so I try to actively, um you know, mediate that or, like, try to do the things that I really enjoy. Um, And some of the things, as you mentioned, is, is journaling, and I love to journal. And around the junior year of my year, um, of my college career, I remember I started also working out. I talked about this with... Um, my friend Hilda, we thought, you know, we started working out and that became, you know, my, it really grounded me, you know, and it, it became how I started my day. And um, I remember I noticed it in myself where I, if I had finals or I was really, really stressed, I had to work out every day or else I would not have been able to deal with that uh, amount of stress that I was going through. And so I feel it and that worked for me. And I know it doesn't work for other people or, you know, it's just, and you know, you have to try to find the thing that really works for you. Um, and you're not going to find that unless you try things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's also very important to be open-minded about some of the new opportunities that come your way, some of the new hobbies that you might uh, partake in as a college student. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, like, what were some of the new things that you did as an international student that you didn't do before um, that really helped you keep um The balance of your mental health.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned this in my description initially, but something that I found to be really relaxing is also related to exercise, but like these group fitness classes where, Mm -hmm. you know, Zumba could be um, yoga, it can be really like any group fitness classes where you're not necessarily the only one there. Um, you have an instructor who obviously is, you know, an expert in that, and you have mm-hmm. other people pra- practicing it with you. Which, you know, I never went to any kind of group exercise classes when I was in Ethiopia, so yeah. it was uh, definitely a nice way to. Um, of course, meet people when the exercise is done, but just mm-hmm. just a nice place to be. Um, a lot of positivity because a lot of these instructors, uh, especially when, when it comes to yoga, you know, there's so many positive things that they share during the session. And so mm-hmm. that was something that I really enjoyed. I'm mm-hmm. proud uh, of that. I think I cooked a lot when I was in Ethiopia, but it wasn't a self-care. It was more <laughs> of, you know, just helping out at home but yeah. in college, you know, because there's cafeteria food mm-hmm. for the first two years or so, I barely cooked. Um, I would just eat cafeteria food definitely a victim of the freshman 15 oh
0: my god save (laughs) Um, Save.
1: and i remember you like you know giving me some tips initially when i moved here you were like betty like (laughs) make sure you look out like what you eat (laughs) and you know looking back now like i really i really understand why you why you told me that but um Mm -hmm. so cooking really became a form of therapy which is so interesting because um i never would have thought that something like cooking would be a way of relaxing but Mm -hmm. sometimes a hobby you know trying out new recipes because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know there's no access to injera so you have to try something new, yes. some new recipes. and um, yeah I enjoyed just finding some new things to cook usually with mm-hmm. other people but even if it's by myself um, I would just make my plate look really pretty maybe take some food photography you know <laughs> yeah You just really learn to make the smallest things enjoyable. I think that's really Mm -hmm. what i found lately is just you don't have to have a lot of, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money um, Mm -hmm. or go to, like, fancy places. You can really um, just make the small things enjoyable for yourself. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you happy, you know, do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, we've all gone, you know, our our fair share of um the freshman 15 i was also because even like cafeteria food is not even that great but you know that's the only option you have sometimes and so um you can't help it you know so that's also some of the things that you have to to go through as an international student which is like very interesting because a lot of people also struggle with that but i think after a while you learn how to balance it or like you try to cook and you know you learn new habits and, and cooking with friends is always is always fun. And it could be, you know, your your um your self care routine although that has also been used very much. But um I also wanted to discuss with you, Beatty, the relationship between um social media and your mental well-being Mm because you know as we're living in this you know technologically advanced world where everything is so connected and now a lot of people are you know using social media and I'm pretty sure a lot of college students are active users of at least one you know social media platform how do you keep yourself mentally sane while still maybe Mm -hmm. you know becoming part of you know that social media because you want to stay connected with your friends you want to see what's going on in their lives as well but how do you how do you keep that balance I wanted to ask you that's a really really good
1: question um yeah social media can really it can go both ways it can really help and as you said connect with you know people that you haven't seen in a while um mm-hmm. I personally am very happy whenever I see pictures of my you know like old school friends like yeah Doing their own thing, traveling—like it just mm-hmm. really—I see that, and definitely motivates me. But mm-hmm. on the and, it can definitely also impact your mental health. Um, so you can, you know, maybe there's fear of missing out. Yeah, right? sure. like, mm-hmm. oh my friends are you know traveling to Puerto Rico, and I'm here like stuck in my room. You know, <laughs> uh, there's like yeah. I think we're really susceptible to comparing ourselves to other people, mm-hmm. and um we really have to be conscious of, like, how we view um, social media. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing is also just t- the time we spend on it. I definitely am, you know, guilty of spending too much time on social media sometimes as a way yeah. of distraction. Um, and so sometimes just setting, um, you know, some time, like maybe on your phone, there are these, you know, settings where you can control how much time you spend on social media every day. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one way to have, like, a healthy boundary. But mm-hmm. I think... most important thing is just to not compare yourself to how you know other people are doing um first of all social media is the highlight right we Mm -hmm. usually put put, you know the things that make us happy or just like really a highlight of our lives of Mm -hmm. course some people are good about portraying their daily lives um but Mm -hmm. most of us i think we like to share highlights we like to share our happy moments which is nice but that's yeah. something you have to remember that everybody's mostly sharing their highlights. And that's not, you know, that doesn't mean that um, they're not struggling in their own ways. And so mm-hmm. just to not feel like you're the only person who's maybe not traveling or not doing things, um so, yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And I think <laughs> it's definitely very relevant. Also, just, you know, in times of COVID, like when we were stuck um, at home, you know, like all we're doing is really going on social media. To That's where we're getting our news from sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an international student, sometimes, you know, you're not necessarily looking at your, like, say, Ethiopian news every day. What you get is what you see on social media. And so that can really impact your mental health in a negative way, Um because people are not sharing, you know, the good things that are going on in your country. Usually it's when it's really bad. Mm -hmm. And seeing that, you know, on and on again, that could also impact your mental health. So I would say, you know, when it comes to, for instance, like negative news about your country, um, one thing to do is obviously speak to your family to like get Mm -hmm. a better, a full picture of what's going on. Another Mm -hmm. thing is just diversify your sources. So don't just follow like the same you know, narrative or the same kinds of, um, you know, accounts, try to diversify Mm -hmm. the kind of accounts or like news um, sources that you follow. Um, And yeah, I
0: think those are
1: ways to control that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Beatty, because I think it's very relevant for us to be, you know, conscious about the time that we're spending on social media and how it's impacting our mental health. And as you said, like the things that you see on social media, um, it's either really, really good or it's really, really bad. You know, yes. it's both extremes and there is no middle ground. So I think um, you have to think, you know, take things uh, with a grain of salt, you know, things that you see on social media is not as glamorous but you know as you said we're always susceptible to things and we kind of uh fall into that trap but what i used to do was you know whenever i i wanted to spend um more time studying or things like that i used to delete my instagram or Mm -hmm. you know the things that i had until i'm done with with school and then i log in and check in with everybody else you know yeah Uh, so some that has worked for me um and I'm sure other people have different uh, ways of, you know, dealing with uh, the impact of social media on their mental health, and um, you know, do the things that you know really helps you uh, balance your life. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's true. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's,
1: um, it is great that you sometimes delete your accounts when you that that really just um, shows that you acknowledge that sometimes you're you know spending too much time and you're taking an action mm-hmm. to stop yourself from those distractions because, right. um, yeah, it's definitely good to have
0: boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, um, in regards to mental well-being? anything that you think we did not discuss so far?
1: Um, I think another point that I wanted to, um, you know, bring up is this idea of like productivity. Cause mm-hmm. I think that it also feeds into, um the way that we view ourselves especially in college Mm -hmm. um I think you've mentioned this before in your other podcasts but um really in college there's a lot of people just showing off how many things they're doing and just like Mm -hmm. there's this I don't know how to describe it but it's like oh I'm doing these 10 things and people are just competing to like show off like how much stuff they're doing how many clubs they're part of how many classes they're taking right and really find that super toxic honestly Mm -hmm. um Mm-hmm. because, you know, it's so easy to think that you're not doing enough. But right. you know, um, I think that's really depends on your own mental capacity, because I think we all have different uh, bandwidths of like things mm-hmm. to do. And so right. um, I just want to share that, you know, to people that are in college right now or considering uh, to not really lose themselves in this idea of like, the more things you do, the better off you are, or like the more successful mm-hmm. you are. Mm. Um, And so productivity could be different in different people. So like have your own standards of measurement. Don't um, just go by this general trend and Mm -hmm. um, be okay with knowing your limits. Sometimes it's okay uh, to take less classes than your peers maybe, you know, if that's really how you're feeling. If you feel like maybe the classes you're taking this semester are, you know, taking a lot of, you know, your time, it's Mm -hmm. okay to take less classes and kind of balance that the next Mm -hmm. semester. Um, And the other thing I wanted to bring up, I guess, is also like rejection, because those are also very prominent in college. Yes. Um, Your first rejection, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going (laughs) to make you doubt yourself. Yes. The thing is, it's not going to stop there. There's, especially if you're staying in academia like me, like if you're going to graduate school or just really, there's so many ways that you'll be rejected and Mm -hmm. take that um, like too personally, you know what I mean? Like to... Be okay knowing that because we're so used to being admitted being accepted like all these yeah. good things and then yes your first internship or something you know you may not get it right away and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know as an international student but also like maybe being super competitive or something you take that <laughs> personally like okay am I not enough you know I'm doing something mm-hmm. wrong but mm-hmm. um I realized that everybody goes through some rejections and mm-hmm sometimes rejections can lead to, you know, like other ways for you to explore like newer opportunities. Um, right. So to not really take rejections as, um, you know, as a negative thing, but mm-hmm. re- reevaluate where you are and to like keep applying to more things. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I thought I would bring up projection as like an- another thing that's happening uh, that happens a lot in college that could mm-hmm. impact your...
0: Right, right. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, BT. You know, the first one was uh, productivity. And I think that's um, one of the main reasons why we tend to overwork ourselves because we don't think we're that productive and we feel the pressure of performing or even outperforming other people. And as you mentioned, when you're surrounding yourself with people who are always trying to um, you know, who are always trying to show off that they got everything together and like everything is fine. And, um, you know, things are, are going well for them. You know, they are, you know, it makes you feel like a certain way, even if you're, you know, really good at, you know, taking care of yourself, you know, people can really uh, impact how you're feeling about, you know, your self-worth or like things that, you know, things that um, make you feel like you're doing less or, you know, less than you what you're supposed to. So I think it's very important to recognize those things and find a way of maybe dealing with that. Maybe it's, you know, changing your friend group or, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are very positive or who are, you know, supportive or like share things with you rather than people who just, you know, try to show off and think that, you know, they're better than you. So I think that's also some of the things that, um It's very uncomfortable, but something that you have to learn how to do in college. And I I also, you know, went through a phase where, you know, I needed to, you know, step away from this person who was, you know, maybe always complaining or maybe was always trying to show off that, you know, they were doing everything. So I I literally have to intentionally um, distance myself sometimes, you know, so that I don't get bogged down into that feeling of, okay, maybe I'm not doing well you know so I think that's that's very um you know relatable so so thank you for bringing that up and the second yeah. point that you raised about rejection I could not agree more because I'm pretty sure there was this person that I met who was actually very recently and they told me that they've never been rejected in their lives when they applied for things and I was like how is that even possible and, and like you know they've been working for a long time now so they got their first job they got their first school they applied so everything like went well for them And so they applied to this thing and they got rejected. And they were like, "But I've never been rejected." And so I started thinking about my own college experience, like applying to internship after internship, and especially as an international student, you know, there are just a few opportunities that are open for you. And um, you know, you get used to hearing a lot of no's, and you know, at some point, you kind of you know develop this this feeling like, "Oh, maybe, maybe things, you know, maybe I'm not worth it," or maybe. I'm not getting this because I don't have, you know, maybe I don't deserve it, or like, you know, these are some of the thoughts that you might have. But as yeah. you said, you know, um, there's this quote that I read the other day that said, you know, reject, you know, re- rejection is redirection, which I really, liked because yeah. it's like a, you know, deviation from your own path, but it's going to take you into a better, into a better place. You know, when one door closes, you know, another opens. So um, I think it's very important because rejection can really make us, you know. F- doubt ourselves or like think that um, we're less deserving and I think it's very important to recognize that that's not the case but I think it's uh it's very valid that you share that experience so thank you Viti. Yeah
1: I think another point that kind of relates to rejection is also uncertainty because you brought Mm -hmm. up how there are few opportunities for us as international students and Mm -hmm. sometimes you know that can lead to uncertainty like especially when it comes to securing a job there might yes. be a period of time where you don't know where your next path is mm-hmm. um, we're to just going from year to year, you know, like from first grade to 12th grade and then yeah. going to college. And then after that, you are like, okay, now what? <laughs> because it's not so structured anymore. And so uncertainty is also something I noticed in most international students. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody experiences it, but it's more stressful for us, obviously, yeah. because um, we don't have that, you know, maybe family that we can go back to kind of talk. Um, we're also kind of on a time crunch, right? Like, we only have a certain number of days or weeks to be able to know what our next step is. Mm -hmm. And that can be really, you know, anxiety-inducing, really, because, like, you want to give yourself some time and some grace to find your next opportunity. But at the same time, there's this, like, looming deadline and looming, you know, um, time frame. So... Mm -hmm another factor that really could affect the mental health of international students is not knowing your next step. Um, Yes. Do you have any tips for that on how to like, you know, going through that period of time?
0: (laughs) I remember vividly my senior year, how um, I also started noticing these things like early on when, you know, there are these group of people who are seniors who have already secured their job in September or like October, like fall semester. And they're already like set, they have the fellowship or like the job that they're doing. And they keep telling you that this is what they're gonna do after graduating. I was like, great, that's awesome, congratulations. And then they're like a group of people who are like, oh, you know, I'm applying to this, I'm applying to that, I'm applying to that. And then there's this group of people, which I'm part of, and it's like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do after graduation. And I remember when you're like, when I was a senior, every single person you meet I was like oh so what are you going to do after graduation oh so what are your plans after graduation and that was the question that was so annoying and I understand you know it comes from you know a place of curiosity or like you know Mm -hmm. they care about my future like they they want to know what I'm going to be up to you know after graduation I really appreciate that but it used to really annoy me and my answer used to be oh I don't know you know God knows I, I really don't know at this point <laughs> and then they're like oh okay you know good luck with whatever you're gonna do I was like okay thank you and that's how I learned how to answer the questions because every time someone would ask me that I used to get this feeling of like oh my god oh my god I don't know what I'm gonna do you know and that scares you it's like um you know some people might even ask you oh so you don't know what you're gonna do um you should know what you're gonna do <laughs> you know you're <laughs> gonna be a college graduate you know And they're almost like kind of judgmental as to like, you know, you should you should have your, you know, things figured out by now, you know. So what really helped me at that point, as I mentioned, was just saying, like, I really don't know what I'm going to do. And that's it. Um, But I also (laughs) saw the pressure, you know, from professors, from friends, from family, from literally everybody you interact with. Um, your senior year could be very, very stressful because you're trying to navigate your next path. And as an international student, there's like an added burden of like, am I staying in the US? Am I going back home? What am I going to do after graduation? You only have like a certain amount of time to decide because, you know, your visa might expire or like you have, you know, your grace period is like two months after graduation. That might be over. And, you know, you have to make a decision as soon as possible and you don't have the option of just staying in the us for for however long you want so i really do um understand that that struggle and i've been through that and it was very hard you know it wasn't it wasn't easy but you know things work out the way they're supposed to so how did you deal with that when people were asking you that
1: yeah <laughs> not very well <laughs> uh I think I probably secured my job like a month before graduation so like pretty late wow. compared to other people that's um, actually
0: early kind of is it though <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: I guess um but yeah. you know I as you said I think definitely like having faith that things will work out the way they're mm-hmm. supposed to it's mm-hmm. not very it's easy to say that now that it has passed and like yes. looking back. Wow, it made so much sense. Why yeah, late? Um, and obviously your life would be so different. And um, yeah. So I would really just recommend you know Mm -hmm. keeping your faith strong. Um, that's something that I really value. Like that, you know, like our families instilled in us, like in Ethiopia, just really having faith. Um, and. Yeah. Uh, and just like writing out, you know, list of things that you could be doing. And if you're checking off everything that you could possibly be doing, it's like, okay, like I'm doing my best. These are the things that, you know, I could do and I'm working on them. And so it's okay. Like it's just like accepting mm-hmm. that there's a limit of what you can do and what you can control. A lot right. of these things, like, you know, being accepted to like a grad program or a job or anything, those are kind of outside of your, you know, control once you've submitted that application, once you've given that interview. Yeah. Um, and so just accepting that, okay, you know, I've done what I'm supposed to do on my side. Now right. it's up to whoever's on the other side. And, you know, of course, mm-hmm. like things will work out. Um, mm-hmm. So faith is important, making sure that you're doing everything you're supposed to, and then just giving, you know, like letting go of control.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Very hard, say,
1: but very important.
0: Right, right, right. Thank you for sharing that, because I think um, we really struggle with, you um, you know not having control over things or over our future over our you know our plan and um you know when things don't go the way we plan them to go um we kind of feel like oh my god you know it's the end of the world like this is not in the plan like everything has to be (laughs) according to plan but you know sometimes you know life takes you in different directions and um you know, I think the metaphor is like you have to like go with the wave as opposed to like going against it or something. I think there's that kind of um, uh, metaphor, but I think it's very important for us to really recognize the importance of um, valuing yourself and like knowing what we deserve. Um, you know, sometimes it's very um, easy to forget that. You know, and you need those constant reminders that um, mm-hmm. what you're doing is great and where you're at is exactly what you're supposed to do um, and where you're supposed to be. So I think um, reminding ourselves that and having people around us who are always, you know, supportive and positive and, um, you know, people who tell us that um, you you just need that one person to tell you that whatever you're doing, it's amazing, and I'm really inspired by you. That really makes a difference, you know, because sometimes you get caught up in the routine or, like, in your own um, struggle or, yourself that you you might you know you might find it difficult to really recognize the accomplishments that you have I mean we graduated college like for Christ's sake like that's you know something to celebrate and I was talking to this um other person and we're talking about how we you know as international students we need to get a medal for graduating from college like I'm not even kidding and I I told her like we have to start like something to, to give international students because we went through so much and um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because you know every international student has a different story, and we went through you know similar but you know different struggles. But it was a struggle um, to graduate from college and you know in another country in another environment. And I think we really need to um, celebrate our accomplishments and uh, really value our our worth and and what we deserve. Yeah, do you agree with that?
1: Oh my gosh, cannot agree more. <laughs> I'm like, where's my medal?
0: <laughs> I know. Where's mine? And I was thinking, we should definitely start something for real. Like, we deserve that for real. Yeah. No, I agree for sure.
1: Yeah. It's so important that, yeah, as you said, like, to have someone, like, people around you that remind you where you started and where you are now. Because it's so mm-hmm. easy to just think about where you're going next. And you're like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Um, right. but the truth is you have come from you've come a long way from where you were right Mm -hmm. like you've traveled like in our case like seven eight thousand miles away from home yeah our life, you know like basically created your own new home new identity Mm -hmm. um forming community from scratch like those things are not easy and like I know that everybody goes through it but it's like just so much more as you said for international students uh because just like our support system is so so far away Mm -hmm. um we're probably speaking you know second language so there's this mm-hmm. like anxiety of you know like yep. second anxiety um and just so many more things that make the you know accomplishment that much more impressive so right for that reminder and I love that you know you started this podcast as a way mm-hmm. to not just like share tips but as a way to celebrate also your accomplishments
0: exactly
1: students.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Withy. That really means a so lot. And I'm very, very proud of you as well. Like of, of everything that you've accomplished. And I see all the things that you're doing and I couldn't be more proud. And um and thank you for you know even coming today to the show. And you're you know, you have been supporting the, this podcast since day one. I have to say that <laughs> you listen to every single episode. So I really, really, truly appreciate um your support. So as we're ending this conversation, Do you have any advice for current international students, for prospective international students who are dealing with their mental well-being?
1: The first thing that I would say is know that you're not alone, really. That's such a big relief sometimes Mm -hmm. to just know that you're not the only person going through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, what you're going through is also unique in its own way. So acknowledge that maybe other people's way of, you know, going on about it is not necessarily, you know, what applies to you. So acknowledge both things that, you know, that you're not alone, and that uh, you're also unique in your own situation. And so try to find something that, you know, works for yourself, um, Mm -hmm. and give yourself grace. I think that's so important, like be okay with not being okay, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's so hard to understand. But like, just acknowledging that, you know, these things are real, like mental health, things like depression, anxiety, those are, like, real mm-hmm. health, you know, um, issues, um, mm-hmm. and acknowledging that just, like, you wouldn't judge yourself if you had a stomach ache, right, so don't be right. so hard on yourself when you are feeling depressed mm-hmm. or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just really want to say that, yeah, yeah. so, really, um, you know, matched with our podcast episode, be okay like seeking help sometimes i think that's really hard for a lot of people from our kind of cultural backgrounds to seek mm-hmm. professional help right. um you know my freshman um yeah my freshman year a lot of people were talking about counseling mm-hmm. um mm-hmm seeing a therapist and things like that. And that that seemed so extreme to me at the moment, you know, like right. going to be a therapist. Like even as a neuroscience major and I acknowledge that, you know, like these things are real, but it's yeah. so hard to um seek them when it comes to your own health. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you would go see a doctor if you like had a sore throat or something. So right. it's okay to seek professional help. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're any less. It just means that you know you're acknowledging that you have something going on and that you need you know help and that you want to be better and mm-hmm. so it's okay to seek professional help so mm-hmm. try to find out what kind of you know counseling service your school provides um mm-hmm. there's some online um services these days but right. you know sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like seeking out professional it could be just seeking the support of your network and your family and friends mm-hmm. so, yeah
0: yeah, those are like some, you know, you you sound like even a professional, <laughs> you're like giving those Sorry. tips. I was like, Oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, no, seriously, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, You know, recognizing, you know, your own, um, you know, some of the things that, you know, might not be right with you, like recognizing that, you know, self awareness is one of the, the key things, because you're the only one who's going to know what's what's going on with you. So recognizing that something is wrong, and then, you know, asking for help, discussing it with friends and family, you know, people that you really um, to share these kinds of feelings with, um, and seeking professional help. I think that that's very, um, underutilized, especially for international students. Um, I remember in our college, there were, you know, counseling services, but rarely did international students make use of that. And I, I didn't make use of that, but I found something else that really helped me deal with it. But now I think it might, it might be helpful, but, um, you know, seeking, you know, those services. But, you know, sometimes those services might only cater to domestic students and they don't, you know, have the, you know, cultural um, understanding or Mm -hmm. capacity to deal with students who come from different countries. So maybe that also, you know, it's something to recognize as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as you said, you know really being open about it and you know as you said like you go to the doctor if you're having some sort of physical pain but you know you kind of disregard your mental pain or like things that you can't touch or see and that's um, it's very very important for us to recognize that and and really take care of ourself at the end of the day because um, our health is very important and our mental health is part of our health so um, I think <laughs> it's very it's very important for us to do that so Thank you so much, Beatty, for taking the time, you know, to talk about this very, very relevant and interesting topic with me today. I really appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to add before I end the conversation? No, this was
1: really um, a very much needed conversation. And I really appreciate you asking me to come on your podcast. I really wish all the success and, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone listening, just hang in there, take care of yourselves because we're all that we have at the end of the day. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. And with that, we end a beautiful conversation of the Internationally Podcast. Please make sure to go follow the official Instagram page at internationally by Ruth. That is L I E and send an email with your questions and concerns about being an international student to internationally by Ruth at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in today. I hope you have a lovely week ahead of you and take care of yourselves, everybody. Bye. Thank you.